Welcome back to the DC Beer Show. I am Jacob Berg, and as always, I am here with Mike Stein. Hello out there in Beery Beerland. Thanks for coming back. Cool. Today we're going to talk about the Great American Beer Festival award winners that are local to us. We're going to hear from some of them. We'll let you know what's coming up in the next week or so at your favorite tap rooms, restaurant, and bars. And we're going to remind you that you can follow DC Beer at DC Beer on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, as well as Discord. Before we jump in with a whole bunch of other stuff, Mike, what are you drinking? I am drinking Denizen's Brewing Company's Born Bohemian Pills Czech-style Pilsner Lager. So, a wonderful beer from Denizen's, and I have to say, it's tasting better than ever. Unfortunately, Denizen's had a break-in, a smash-and-grab, a little burglary, Sunday morning, which is right before I went to pick up this six-pack. So I decided to support them by plunking down a good grip of cash at one of my favorites. It's the first draft beer I've had since March. I don't know if this is the best Pilsner I've ever had, but considering it's the first draft beer I've had since March, it damn sure tasted like it. And I text Jeff Ramirez, of course, the head brewer at Denizen's, to tell him, hot damn, Born Bohemian is tasting good. And I think that uh, the can, which I'm drinking from now, is not as good as the draft as I was drinking from Sunday. I'm sure they're the exact same beer. It just tasted better because I haven't had draft beer since March. I was there with my 84-year-old dad, who was actually born in Bohemia. He was born in Prague. So if you don't know, Bohemia is uh, the western part of the Czech Republic. And it's just delightful. So, Jake, what are you drinking right now? Draft beer just hits different. And Mm. I wouldn't know because, like you, I've also had only one draft beer since March. (laughs) The state of such things. Anyway, we had ourselves almost like a summer day here. It was like sunny, high 70s. And so um, I tried to keep it moving, keep it local with a right proper little wit. Uh, Right proper Brookland just got themselves a brand spanking new canning line. Mm. And so I thought... Well, this is kind of sort of almost a summer day, and uh, so long as Little Wit is around and we have this nice weather, let's keep that up. Um, at some point of a proper fall, and then hopefully uh, the canning line over at Right Proper Brooklyn will switch over to Hoxon, the porter. Um, but until mm-hmm. then, yeah, yeah, Little Wit. Absolutely. A little sunshine, Little Wit. I'm in no rush for porter season, so keep the sunny days coming. Keep the, the Wit beers and the Pilsners flowing. You know what I mean? Yeah. As for the DC news, two things that we touched on on dcbeer.com last week. The first one is, I guess, um, like the big seismic move in DC beer is that other half is open for can sales. And so that's um, you shop online, you come through for contactless pickup. So it's not open, open, like you cannot go there and drink a beer, but you can certainly order beer then drive or run or walk or bike through and pick it up. Other half is doing this in a very other half way, basically just by releasing a fuck ton of IPAs. So I think last week when they first opened on Saturday, they opened with four or five IPAs. This week, we're recording this on Wednesday. Hopefully it'll come out Friday, Saturday. There'll be four more IPAs by then. This is what other half does. This is the way. They're going to hit DC with a whole bunch of haze. There are lagers on the way. I'm sure once the weather really turns, you'll start to see some of the desserty type stouts that they're also known for. 
But for now, hops, hops, hops. Yeah, I was seeing some beer go into barrels. It looked like dark beer on the social, on the other half socials. Um, if you can follow some of the brewers, you get, of course, a little glimpse into what's going on. So five other half IPAs to kick it off and five other half IPAs that haze train barreling down the track. So 10, 10 IPAs out of 10 new beers. Are these cans, because these are canned beers, of course. Jake, do you know if these cans are coming from Brooklyn, New York, or if they are coming from the District of Columbia? So these are cans coming from the District of Columbia. DC cans, right. not DC cab, but DC cans. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, nice little DC cab reference there for the, for the folks at home. If you want the Brooklyn cans, you can get them over in, uh, was it Gaithersburg or Germantown, um, downtown Crown. They've got them. Wine Source out in Baltimore's got them too. But what's being sold in the Northeast DC, Ivy City, other half, those are DC cans. And so mm. all IPAs for now, lagers coming soon. You mentioned Denizens um, having an issue with a break-in. Yeah, they had a smash and yeah. grab. So also coming soon is a new window for the Queen Vic. They were a victim of a Ooh. smash and grab as well, petty theft, burglary. Someone broke in and took some of their top shelf whiskey, which sucks. That's really terrible. Yeah. Hopefully they'll be back up and at it. The chef at the Queen Vic, Ryan Gordon, is also the chef at Granville Moors. Granville Moors has announced that they're not closing. Oh. So that's good. Turn right? of events. That's yeah. great news. So you can segue from... Broken Windows, which are bad, to Granville Moors, which is staying open thanks to popular demand. I think look for a collab with the um, craft beer seller in terms of like a beer pairing and yeah. a dinner coming up pretty soon. Yeah, that's right. So by the time y'all hear this, the craft beer seller beer dinner will have passed, but you can completely do delivery from the craft beer seller. You can pick up from the craft beer seller. You can pick up from Queen Vic. So pick up, support H Street, Great Street. We want to keep H Street, Great Street. So don't forget to support local. Yeah. So other half, that was like the first big piece of news. The second big piece is that there was this virtual, socially distant Great American Beer Festival. And That's right. locals won. Silver Branch and Lost oh. Rhino. Yeah. yeah. Gold medals. Rocket Frog took silver again. That Wallops Island Brown medal. And Port City took bronze in the Oktoberfest. Lost Rhino took Golden Oktoberfest, Port City Bronze, although I believe technically the category is Vienna-style lager. Vienna. Yeah. That's right. I want to shout out Lost Rhino, Rocket Frog, and Port City in particular, because mm -hmm. all three of those beers, that's Lost Rhino's Oktoberfest, Port City's Oktoberfest, and Rocket Frog's Wallops on Brown, these beers are now multiple medal winners. It's a real testament to the consistency, to the brewers there. It's not an easy thing to do to get that batch after batch. And so hats off to all of you. Really good work. It's very hard. And the fact that these three breweries are consistently producing these styles are, are really impressive. And of course, it's Silver Branch's first Great American Beer Festival medal. But it's not the first time that Christian Blakey has won a, a, won a medal. You know, he won a, a GABF medal as head brewer at Gordon Beers Rockville. So there's good DC beer history there. And I think what's really remarkable about it is that while Christian, you know, is, is stacking his medals now with the brewery that he co-owns, uh, Silver Branch, Rocket Frog added another one for the Brown Ale, which, you know, right out of the gate, they won a Brown Ale medal in their first year before they were even a year old. So I love the fact that they're 
keeping the consistency and quality of the brown ale high because brown ale is amazing. You know, one thing we love at DC Beer is brown ale. Unfortunately, the beer world doesn't love brown ale as much as we do. But it would be amazing if Rocket Frog could bring brown ale to the forefront and really keep it on for a long time the way uh, somebody like Deschutes has done with uh, Black, you know, Black Butte Porter. All right. What if they could keep this dark beer around all the time? And what if Northern Virginia just became known as a bastion of Southern brown ale? Northern Virginia, Southern brown ale. <laughs> that would be pretty, pretty sweet. If you think that brown ale is boring and not sexy, I will say Rocket Frog does have a version where they dose it with coffee. And so like if you, if you simply must have adjuncts in your beer, I've had the coffee Wallops Island brown ale before. It's pretty, pretty good. It's worth checking out as well. So Richard's done a great job of interviewing our three local GABF medal winners. And coming up right now on the pod, you're going to hear from Brett Robeson from Silver Branch. You're going to hear from Emma Quinn from Port City Brewing Company. And you're going to hear from Richard Hartog, co-owner, co-founder of Rocket Frog on their brown ale. You're also going to hear from Matt, one of the brewers over at Lost Rhino. So in fact, we were able to slip him in under the wire. We've got all four medal winners. Hey, thank you guys. I'm really glad to be back and getting to do this. So like you said, we've got several breweries in the area that won medals at GABF. Let's start off by having a quick word with Brett Robeson from Silver Branch Brewing Company in Silver Spring, Maryland. They won a gold medal for their Saison Beyond the Gnome World. So Beyond the Gnome World is, for all intents and purposes, a pretty classic Saison Beyond the Gnome World was really meant to be like a summertime, easy drinking, low ABV, but incredibly crushable, highly carbonated Saison. We intentionally packaged out at like as high as we thought we could get away with in a can at almost three volumes of CO2, which is right at the breaking point in terms of how much you can get away with without (laughs) having exploding cans on the shelf. But I think that's fundamental to having a really delicious classic Saison is, you know, higher carbonation, moussey head, um, just really meant to be a super drinkable yet interesting and characterful beer. I think Christian has always had a pretty deft hand with respect to making Belgian style beers and really a lot of various yeast driven beers, you know, that includes like Hefeweizens and Dunkelweizens and all sorts of stuff like that. So I feel like I chose the right business partner, <laughs> but it feels pretty awesome. It's, it's not just him. It's, 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 um, it really, it's the entire team. You know, I think I feel very proud of our brewing team and what they're accomplishing now and what they continue to accomplish. I mean, it's funny because a medal feels incredible, but we're already thinking about what's next, you know, and we're, we're sort of staying on what's next because we're always trying to grow and learn and get better at what we do. And I'm, I'm just, I'm so proud of those guys and the hard work that they put in and, and everything that they do to, to help us make excellent beer. So thankfully we are bringing back the one that began the whole gnome obsession, which is metronome that's coming out, um, sometime mid November. And then shortly thereafter, we're doing a Gnome for the Holidays, which is new this year, but, you know, predicated on people's love of our Belgian beers, we're going to sort of ramp up that. We're also bringing back Silver Century, which was part of the Abbey series. Um, so there's going to be hopefully a lot of interest in, in all of these, you know, holiday-driven 
Belgian beers. And of course, at some point, to be determined, you will see more Beyond the Gnome World. Well, moving beyond Silver Spring in Maryland, uh, let's cross the river. Let's go to Virginia and talk to Emma Quinn at Port City. We at Port City Brewing Company just won a bronze medal uh, in Vienna-style lager category uh, at the Great American Beer Festival for our Oktoberfest, which is a limited-release beer of ours. And obviously, we are so thrilled. We're super excited. It's always an honor to take home a medal. You know, you go in thinking... Just so many good people are competing that just to win one is a huge deal for us. Unfortunately, we're pretty much out of Oktoberfest. (laughs) We were able to brew it early enough to submit it for the competition, but we're out at the brewery except for we have some draft left and haven't planned a party yet. Or we definitely will celebrate next year when we re-release it, uh, which we do every August. Thank you, guys. Thank you, Emma. Now, interestingly, while Port City won the bronze medal in the Vienna Lager category, a Northern Virginia brewery won the gold medal in that. Lost Rhino won the gold medal in the Vienna Lager category. So let's talk to Matt Haberman at Lost Rhino and see what he's got to say about that. So we won the uh, the GABF medal with the Rhino Fest, and Rhino Fest is like a Vienna-style lager, very smooth, malty, well-balanced, relatively easy-drinking beer. So for us, um, it was a balance of, you know, the sweetness and the bitterness, more airing on the sweetness side. So we pushed that with our recipe. Um, Rhino Fest actually has been one of our staples now for almost eight years. So it's uh, very exciting, to say the least. This will be our fifth GABF medal, and then actually this is the the second gold medal for the Rhino Fest. So the challenge is that we immediately ran out of Rhino Fest, uh, as as you can imagine. So we were we were going to try to do something around Rhino Fest with the whole so- social distancing thing, but I think the the way it's going to work is that we will celebrate with some type of party, but we don't have that all scheduled out yet. But we'll we'll keep people posted on social media. Congratulations to all our locals, too, that won. Now, of course, there's one other brewery we want to bring on today, uh, and that is Rocket Frog, which won their second medal ever for their Wallops Island Brown Ale. This year, they won a silver medal for that. Let's talk to David Hartogs, the co-owner and co-founder of Rocket Frog. Yeah, so we won a silver medal at this year's Great American Beer Festival in the American brown ale category for our uh, brown ale Wallops Island. Wallops Island is one of our flagship beers. We launched with it on opening day, and it's a very special beer for us. It's about 5.5% alcohol. It's super drinkable. It has about 13 to 15 different malts that are used in it. So it's even though it's drinkable, it's a highly complex beer. And even though it's an ale, it takes a little longer to ferment than our other beers because it is so complex and it's got such an enormous grain bill. But it's a beer that Russell Carpenter, our brewer, brought to us when we were planning the brewery and we were instantly sold on it. And we're very proud of this beer. And it's probably our most important beer. The metal should come in at some point in the next few weeks. And we're trying to decide how to how to party in a responsible way. I think when we won two years ago, this won a bronze two years ago, we were at the brewery that day and we just had a impromptu celebration. But this year requires a bit more thought and attention. We'll do something. We just don't know exactly what yet. We're still we're still on a high. 
Today being Friday, uh, we're canning one of our most popular IPAs, Cosmic Leap, one we do a few times a year, and it sells out really quickly. And then November, we've got a ton going on. We Our construction should start on the deck in front of our brewery, and that will take about two weeks. It'll be a nice little deck in front. To, uh, we've been planning this for over a year now, so we're excited. Uh, we're doing a beer right around Thanksgiving called Small Business Stout, where we're partnering with the smaller beer stores. We did this last year. It's going to be a s'more-style pastry stout, and that is going to release Thanksgiving week. The beer I'm most excited about is we're canning our Mexican dark lager on November 5th. The draft-only beer up until now, and it exceeded our expectations in its popularity. So we're, we're really, we just have a ton ton going on right now. No, we appreciate the support we've had since this COVID's been our fans and the support for not just us, but probably all the local brews has been phenomenal. We can't thank you enough. Well, congratulations to Silver Branch, Port City, Lost Rhino, Rocket Frog, and all the other breweries in the DMV who won medals at the Great American Beer Festival this year. All right, guys, thanks for letting me hop in and do this with y'all. Back to you, Jake, Brandy, and Mike. That was great. Thanks, Richard. We're going to add that Silver Branch is open for beer on site. Nice, socially distant outdoor garden. Um, garage door windows that open up. You can get cans to go. You can have the beers delivered to you. You can buy them online. Maryland's in the delivery area. Some of DC, including my zip code, Woot Woot, is in the delivery area. Port City, you can pick it up curbside. Emma mentioned in an interview that they're out of Oktoberfest except for a little bit of draft on site at their brewery. You may find a stray six pack or two of Oktoberfest at stores in the area. Don't worry about freshness. It's not an IPA. Buy it, drink it, love it. Lost Rhino will deliver to parts of Virginia. You can buy it at the brewery. Rocket Frog delivers to DC, to Virginia. You can also buy it at the brewery. And you can support your local indie stores, Arrow Wine, Craft Beer Cellar, Arlington Brew Shop, all those places. One thing that a couple of the interviewees mentioned was having some sort of GABF medal party and celebration. What is the responsible way to celebrate a GABF medal in these uncertain times? Yeah, it was really nice to hear everybody concerned with how they were going to celebrate because it means that the breweries are taking it seriously. It means that they're trusting science and they're going with uh, guidance, you know, from from scientists. I will say that at Denizens on Sunday, it was great to hear all the protocols they had in place. But man, is it a lot of work. So when you go out, please do respect protocols of the breweries if they are operating at, you know, as full as they can status or just follow the protocols because everybody's really doing the best they can. So that was great to hear. Yeah, I want to second that. There are certainly uh, people who have videos posted on the internet of various untoward and bad behavior towards staff at bars and restaurants and breweries. And knock on wood, um, D.C. and Maryland, Virginia, for that matter, seem to have had mercifully not a whole lot of that. That's really good. Um, Keep it up. The last thing that I really want to see is worst beer blog or someone like that screenshotting a local brewery that has to deal with an unruly patron. Thank you, patrons. Thank you, staff. Keep it professional. Keep being professional drinkers, D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. Yeah, it was really interesting in the interview to hear Brett 
talk about the high carbonation level of the gnome world of the Saison. And I really hope that that is always the most controversial thing about the local breweries, how carbonated a beverage is and not uh, how carbonated the brewery visitors are, right? Let's, let's keep things in perspective. It's still a pandemic. We can still party and have a good time, but we must do it responsibly. We must listen to science. Yes, sir. Well said. Thank you all listeners for not bubbling over. With that in mind, various upcoming brewery events and such. First thing I want to do is I want to shout out Red Bear. Red Bear's got two beers out where the proceeds go to charities. One, and this is better late than never, is the Red Bear version of Black is Beautiful. So Mm -hmm. if you haven't collected all of these Black is Beautiful stouts, collaboration started with Weathered Souls Brewing. Proceeds go to charities. Black is Beautiful. That's dropping. The other one is that there's an R-B-G-N-E. That's Ruth Bader Ginsburg, New England IPA that Red Bear has coming out called Descent. Again, Mm -hmm. proceeds to charity, to a good cause with regards to women's rights, civil rights, voting rights. That's coming up. By the time you hear this, Black Tuesday from the brewery may be upon us. I view this as the ultimate bottle share beer. It comes in 750s. It's something like 19 point whatever percent ABV. It's an imperial stout. They release who knows how many numbers, like various adjuncts and such. Mm-hmm. I was kind of partial to the Aloha one last year, which had toasted coconut mm. and uh, macadamia in it. But it's... It's a big, big, big boozy beer. Yeah, shout out to the brewery. And they have done some cans, and it's really amazing to see uh, the brewery who's been known for Black Tuesday, this massive, massive beer. Pioneers in the beer spirit or beer wine hybridization of a lot of these styles um, that were not really styles just 10, you know, 10 years ago. So they continue to push the envelope, and we got to give them credit where it's due. So check out Black Tuesday. What else is new and coming down the pike, Jake? Well, let's see. We've got DC Brow is releasing a couple of barrel-aged goodies. Um, they got like Ghoul's Night Out, barrel-aged Ghoul's Night Out. I actually mm. don't know what style these beers are, but I do know that they're designed to be paired um, in no small part with some Halloween candy, which is a topic, That's right. a topic near and dear to all of our hearts. <laughs> <laughs> you have long been the originator of the beer and candy pairing article. Way before Vine Pair Thrillist and anybody else did it, That's DC right. Beer did it. Yeah, and I also have to congratulate you on scooping on other half opening. You scooped all of the publications, blogs, and podcasts with that. So credit where it's due. Well done on that tip. Well, I want to return the compliment and say credit where it's due because not only was it the Great American Beer Festival Awards, it was the North American. Beer Writers Guild Awards and our very own Mike Stein, who's here right now, hey. won himself a silver, a second place for an article he wrote. Unfortunately, I, not with DC Beer, but with Washington City Paper. Nonetheless, that's right. Congratulations to you, sir. Brought home the hardware. Thank you, Jake. It means a lot. Yeah, that was great. That was another one that um, I really wish I could have celebrated with all these with all these great beer writers uh, out there in the world, you know, Tara Noonan and Jeff Allworth and and the whole bunch. But um, alas, it was over Zoom. It does not make the medal any less. I'm, I'm thrilled to have it for the for the NAGBW group. 
And it's ironic because it's my first year in the guild, but it felt really good winning this medal. Felt felt like some nice validation. So that was great. So what else is going on? Three Stars is having a plant swap. That this... sounds like it's right up our very own Brandy Holders Alley. Yeah. This one caught me off guard when they first started doing them about a year ago. Um, mm -hmm. I just happened because Three Stars is reasonably close to me. I just kind of posted up there just to shoot the shit and see what was what. And they had something like 50 people and a whole bunch of plants. And um, I think one of the things that's going to get breweries and businesses through um, these lean times is outside the box creative thinking like this. Mm -hmm. Picnic tables and such um, outside. Bring plants, yeah. swap, buy, get tips on various plant things. And while you're there, mm -hmm. drink a beer. Have some local beer. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, I know that Lynn helped organize some of the first ones and she was pretty thrilled with how the first ones went. Yeah. With 50 people for a plant swap, right? Uh, we know sometimes it's hard to get a dozen people in for a trivia night. Even prior to the whole pandemic, it could be hard to fill, uh, fill an audience and put butts in seats. So the more create creativity in the local beer scene, the better, right? Yeah. And so the last cool thing that's happening with local breweries is and I'm going to call back to about last November or so when they mm -hmm. announced that Saver was coming back. And two of the mm -hmm. breweries that they chose, that said that Saver chose via lottery, one was Wheatland Spring and the other mm -hmm. was Elder Pine. And so when I wrote for DC Beer, when they announced all these breweries, I said, hey, here are two breweries you need to look out for. I feel like Wheatland Spring has properly blown up and think like, the DMV knows about Wheatland Spring now. Mm -hmm. You're about to find out a bit more about Elder Pine because they're about to start delivery to DC and Virginia in addition to their Maryland delivery. Yeah, and I think Elder Pine is uh, really quite remarkable. They've been on the DC Beer Show before and they, they gave a, a solid interview uh, the founders did with Richard uh, and Adam back in, might've been 2019, certainly pre-pandemic, but I wrote to them to ask them about Black is Beautiful when I was uh, sourcing, you know, quotes. I wrote an article about what local breweries are participating. And they were amazing in that their Black is Beautiful beer was like, it's 65% aged stout from a rye Sagamore spirit barrel. 15% comes from a Whistle Pig whiskey barrel. Another 5% is an Amaro barrel. Another 5% is a pickle barrel. Another 5% is a herring barrel. All right, there was no pickle or herring barrels in their blend, but I was blown away that they had a blend of so many different barrels and it really showed they know just what they're doing and they have learned the art of blending, which, you know, if you drink enough barrel aged beer, you can kind of understand the difficulty in figuring out the right proportions of beer to blend. It's really, you know, where the brewers are borrows from the winemaking world or from the spirit world. So shout out to Elder Pine. We are hella excited have your product in the district. That is another exciting development. I don't have to listen to uh, Aaron Morrissey busting my chops about not getting Elder Pine delivery anymore. That's right. <laughs> now they come to me. And so I feel like <laughs> on that note, we're going to wrap up here. You should, again, follow at DC Beer on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram, as well as engage with us at DC Beer over on Discord. All right. Get on the Discord. Drop us a line. We look forward to hearing from you. Yeah. On that note, tune in next week, folks. Thanks for listening this week. Same bat time, same bat channel. We'll be at full strength next week. Peace. Peace.